welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quicket. Your Wednesday, May fifteenth edition. We got an eight-game slate on tap for you tonight. Should be a fun one. There's some day slate action. If you got any questions on that, join us in the Quant Edge member Discord. You can be a member there for uh, one twenty-four ninety-nine for the rest of the year, nineteen ninety-nine for the All Sports first month, or not, or five dollars for the five-day All Sports trial. By using promo code Bubba to so come join us over there for the tools, the articles, and the member chat. If not, come to fantasysportsdegens.com and join the Slack chat there at fantasydegens on Twitter. Just ask. We have it's just free. Jump on in. Lots of activity going on over there at all times for all sports, all gambling, DFS, you name it. They got it. So come check us out over there. There is a lot of offense scheduled on that early slate. Lots of totals. Uh, you have you have five games, and so far there's four totals out, and three of the four are nine or above. So, yeah, you got some offense this morning. So keep that one in mind. If you give a rating and review on iTunes, much, much appreciated. It would help me out, uh, help the podcast out. And I, I truly would appreciate it if you take a couple minutes out of your day and make that happen. That would be awesome. All right, let's get to the totals on this eight-game banger. Brew Crew, Phillies, total of nine. Mets, Nats, eight. Rockies, Red Sox, eight and a half. You got Astros, Tigers, Gio Soto is supposed to be getting the start there. Um, Rays, Marlins, they have the openers. We're waiting on the totals in those two. Cardinals, Braves, 9.5. Rangers, Royals, 9. Padres, uh, Dodgers, 8. So we have six of our eight totals here, and we have three at 9 or above. And there's a good chance uh, Houston and and the Tigers might... Uh, well, it'll be low because Verlander's gone, but the uh, Astros team total should be rather high. Speaking of Verlander, he leads the way on the mound. He has $11,000, and he's at the Detroit Tigers, and by God, that is a great matchup. You know, Peacock couldn't take advantage of it to its fullest. Miley couldn't, but if anybody could, pretty sure it's Justin Verlander. That's a good one to look at there. He's got 20 or more DraftKings points in six straight starts this year. He's got 30 or more points in five of his eight starts this season. He has been electric, as you would expect. He is a former Tiger, so keep that in mind if he has any kind of belief in what is known as the um, revenge factor. JV is facing a Tigers team that strikes out 26% of the time. We're at a 34% K rate. Lots of fly balls, which is not ideal because the only weather to really worry about on this slate is in Detroit because the wind's blowing out to, 11, uh, to left field at 11 miles an hour. So pray for Soto in that sense as the Astros take that to pound town. But um, yeah, it, it, it's Verlander. It's Verlander with a bullet up top at 11,000. Uh, we're waiting on the, the Tigers team total, but it'll be low. Lefty's 217, righty's 262 versus Verlander. Tigers 286 well, but 144 ice, so I don't need to go too much longer on this. Verlander is a great play tonight. Kind of how Chris Sale was a great play last night. Verlander is a great play tonight. That's just the way this one's going to go. Plain and simple. If you want to save $1,000, you got Patrick Corbin. He's been pitching outstanding this season. Really, really well. He's been pitching uh, better on the road than at home, but when it comes to drafting his points, just fine. He's faced the Mets twice this year. 12 innings pitch, 5 earned. He's got three homers in that time and 13 Ks, averaging 17 points per start against the Mets. But coming off an absolute banger against the Dodgers, 31 DraftKings points. He had 22 in Coors. He had 35 against the Giants, 33 against Pittsburgh. His last time against the Mets, 6 innings, 3 earned, 9 Ks for 21.3. So, like, Verlander's got that elite, elite upside. Corbin can, but not as likely. Mets team does strike out 24% of the time versus lefties. Corbin, 30% K rate. 48% ground ball rate. Lots to like there. And a 3.5 team total is the lowest on the slate. It'll probably be second lowest to the Tigers. Lefty's 330. Righty's 278 versus Corbin, which is really, really surprising. He's working that angle very, very well. So Corbin will be a pivot off of uh, Verlander if you're looking for ownership. The only reason why Verlander might not be expensive 
is because people want to get the expensive bats. And that's been a trend of late. But Chris Sale was 30% owned last night at 10-4. Verlander at 11,000. Wouldn't be shocked if people made that work. There's one more guy up top here that I'm going to take a look at tonight. His name is Michael Miner. 9400 bucks at the Kansas City Royals. I respect the Royals' offense. We were all over them last night, and they crushed it. Miner, seven innings, three earned, but only five Ks. His last night at Houston didn't get the job done fantasy-wise. Not bad pitching. Well, five innings, three earned. But his per- previous two starts, Toronto at Seattle, were outstanding. He had a great start against the Angels, against Houston earlier this year. He's had a couple hiccups from time to time. That's what Miner does when he's not locating. He is hittable. But overall, has been outstanding. It's a Royals team that strikes out 23% of the time. First left-handed pitching. Minor 22% K rate, 36% ground ball rate. You'd like to see that a little higher, but not too bad. And the Royals 4.4 team total. Decent team total. So that says a lot. But lefties 303, righties 324 versus Minor. And the big takeaway here, besides the almost 24% K rate versus lefties, 282 Wobo and a 143 ISO. The Royals have struggled versus left-handed pitching. It's really surprising because you think about guys like Hunter Dozier has been really well. You look at his splits this year, and he's not really dominating lefties. It's interesting. Uh, it doesn't. That's not the case. Uh, you got Adelbert the Mondesi, would rather have him from the left side than the right for the most part. Whit Merrifield's not bad. You got Jorge Soler. That's the main guy I kind of worry about. But the rest of them, Alex Gordon, they're they're all okay, but nothing special. Nothing jumping off the page. Like they just called up Nicky Lopez, who's thirty two hundred bucks tonight, but he's a left handed bat. He's a young kid. Not sure how it's going to work out. I'm really. I'd be throwing darts at the wall if you need a punt play. Sure, but. Uh, not where I'm going. So Miner at 94, I think, is a very, very intriguing play. A lot of people don't play him because they don't trust him. I've been trusting him, and for the most part, it's worked out this year. It doesn't work out every day because, look, that's baseball. We talked about it yesterday. Hall of Fame hitters get it right 30% of the time. If Miner gets it right 67, 70% of the time, which he's doing right now, I call that a, a win in our books. That's one of those you just keep going to the, to the, the board with. So up top, I got uh, I got, I got Verlander 1, Miner 2, Corbin 3. That's where I'm Going up top, there's only one guy in the middle I'm looking at here, and it's Eduardo Rodriguez, fifty-two or eighty-two hundred bucks at home against the Colorado Rockies. No, he's not going to Chris Sale this bitch, but he's been outstanding at home this year. Two five nine ERA, twenty-three points in his four starts, giving up seven earned and twenty-four and a third with twenty-seven Ks at home. He has loved the friendly confines of Fenway. He's on the road in his four road starts, fifteen earned in nineteen innings pitched, six nine eight ERA. His home starts against Seattle, against Oakland, against Detroit, and against Baltimore. So keep that with a grain of salt. But he's pitched outstanding at home. And just overall, he's pitched really, really well of late. And he's getting a Colorado team that strikes out 24 or 23.5% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Again, 26% K rate. Limits the hard contact rate. It's always been a walk thing with Eduardo. If he can limit the walks, things are going to be much, much better. It's a Colorado team with a 3.85 team total. Lefties 299, righties 330. They do have pop versus lefties. And that's why Eduardo's risky. You saw Arenado take sail deep. But the strikeouts can be there for Eduardo if he's on. And he's 8200 bucks in a mid-tier that I'm not a huge fan of. Like, I, I don't want to go to Jake Arrieta. I want to pick on Jake Arrieta. Uh, Mike Soroka is a play. I'm not sure why I didn't write him down. Uh, it's just uh, it's more GPP than anything. It's at, uh, at home against St. Louis. St. Louis bats are on fire. But Soroka uh, at $8,800 is definitely worth a look as well. So those are your two plays there in the middle. Soroka and Erod. I got Erod one, Soroka two. Just because I respect the St. Louis bats, they were on fire last night. They're starting to heat up, and when they heat up, they have a lot of pop in that lineup. But Soroka's been good. You know, St. Louis strikes out twenty two percent of the time. Soroka's got a fifty one percent K rate, which is tremendous. Uh, St. Louis four five four four five team total. But you know, even though Soroka's been pitching well, still lefties hit three seventeen and righties three thirty five. They got a lot of power 
from that right side. You saw Ozuna and Yadi go deep yesterday. Jose Martinez is there. Paul DeYoung, my boy. There's a lot of pop there. So St. Louis could be a sneaky stack as well today because Soroka is a good pitcher, so most people won't want to attack him. But, you know, when you look at the Braves, it's a team with a, uh, I mean, the, the Cardinals, they have a 334 Woba and a 165 ISO versus righty. So Soroka's worth the play, but more GPP. Eduardo's more, even though he's still risky in this mid-tier range, he's more like the guy you can trust, I should say. All right, dropping into the punch range. It is ugly. If you have to, this is what you're looking at. You're looking at guys like Michael Waka, 6700 bucks. He's been better on the road than at home this year, surprisingly. Uh, averaging 16 points on the road compared to like 7 at home. On the road at Chicago, at Washington, at Milwaukee. Twice against Milwaukee. He's pitched really well against Milwaukee. Surprise, surprise. But uh, it is a little nervous because you look at um, Waka's numbers here. The Braves do track out over 22% of the time. But Waka, 20% K rate, 43% ground ball. Very hard, hard, hard contact rate. The Braves have a five-team total, 5.1 team total. It is the highest on the slate. The Astros will probably be higher, but currently the the Braves have the highest total at three three uh, at five point one. Lefties three thirty nine, righties three sixty one versus Waka. So Waka's punt eligible. Just buyer beware. And the other guy I take a look at again, buyer beware here. But fifty three hundred bucks for Jose Urania at home. He gets to pitch in that ballpark where he likes to pitch. Um, he's been just he's been bad overall this year, but uh, he's always got that upside. Like fifteen points his last time in Chicago, we used him there. Like 6.1, then 15.6, 15.5, 23.6. So basically 15 points in four of his last five. At 5,300 bucks, if you can tell me I'll get 15 points, I'll take it. Because what he's going to open up is a lot of bats for you. But Tampa Bay is very good. They do strike out 22% of the time. But there's a lot to like there with Tampa. Uh, they have a... We're waiting for their total. But lefties 331, righties 281 versus Urania. Uh, they have a good mixture of lefties and righties in that lineup. I can't say they're one dominant over the other. But they have a 337 Woba and a 193 ISO with right-handed pitching. So the 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 Rays offense is no joke, as you'd expect. So down below, I got it Waka 1, Urania 2. But if you can stay out of there, I'd recommend it. And maybe a, a punt comes out later that we like a little better. But for now, that's where we sit. All right, recapping your pitching real quick. I got JV up top, Miner, then Corbin. In the middle, Erod Soroka. Down below, Waka and Jose Urania. Not pretty, folks. Not pretty, not pretty at all. Some might point you to Jorge Lopez against Texas at 5K. Could be an option, but it's, it's risky as hell as well. So again, the, the punt options might change throughout the day, but that's where we're at right now. It's just it's a mess. Absolute mess. All right, let's go to the catchers. You got Robinson Chirinos for Soto at 4,400. That is a great play if you can afford it. So is JT Real Muto versus Gio Gonzalez at 42. Gio Gonzalez has pitched well. People are buying into it, which is crazy. The Phillies have a 4 7 run total. Lefties 295, righties 333 versus Geo. Yes, I think the Phillies are definitely in play tonight. If you aren't using Waka and you want to trust Brian McCann, who's swinging a pretty decent bat of late, he's 4K, but I try to get up to Riamuto or Torino, so I'm going there. Or you drop down 100 to Yasmani Grandal, who continues to crush. And I mentioned him as GPP the last two days. He's in play again tonight. 21 points last night because he went deep. 10 points the night before. In Citizens Bank Park is a good look. Scrolling down a little farther, though, it gets really bleak at the catcher's position. Like, really bleak. There might be an Austin Barnes or a a Russell Martin versus Strom. If you want to go there, you can. Uh, Maybe it's really, it's like, you got to wait for lineups because it's bad. Like, you got Wilson Ramos, who, thank God, I switched to in a couple lineups yesterday. He's against Patrick Corbin at 32. GPPs, I can get behind that. It's just risky. 
Uh, Jorge Alfaro at 3K for Miami is interesting because Stanek is opening the lefty Beeks. Jalen Beeks is supposed to be coming after him. So Jorge Alfaro could be an interesting one there. Uh, other than that, I check lineups. Maybe Martin Maldonado at 2,200. If you say screw it against Mike Miner, just punch it away with Maldonado at 22. He got like six points last night at 24. You take it, you walk away. First base, fun ones here. You got Pete Alonso versus Corbin at 5K GPP only. But like Freddie Freeman at 48 versus Michael Walker. We talked about lefties uh, do have an advantage versus Walker. Freeman would be that guy if you're going that direction. Uh, Max Muncy's, you know, he's shown some power versus lefties in his career at 45. Uh, I don't hate Hunter Dozier, even though I told you his splits are weird. Just beware of that. But it's not like the worst play in a nice night last night, 18 DraftKings points. Uh, he does get minor, though, and I respect minor. Eric Thames, GPP at 4,400, first base outfield eligible. GPP only, because boomer bust with Thames, but could be an interesting look for you there. Farther down you go, though, like a G-Man Choi versus Urania at 42 is a, is a value, but Yuli Gurriel at 4K and Aledemus Diaz at 4,100. Those two Astros should be popular, and those should be great ways to start your day if you're looking to save some cash at the position. Diaz went deep again yesterday. He mashes lefties. He has 23, 17, 14, 20 in his last four games. Getting everyday action right now with, with Altuve out. Aledemus is crushing it. He's still only 4100 bucks in that matchup tonight. You need to play him at first or second. He needs to be in your lineups. Uh, Yuli Gurriel at 4K, very good look as well. I prefer Diaz, but both really good plays. And you can play both because Diaz is first base, second base. Gurriel is first base, third base. So both options in your lineups. Going down even farther, if you want a GPP punt versus... Um, Versus Jorge Lopez. Lopez can give up some damage. You got a Texas team with a team total of 4.6. Very good team total. Lefty's 346. Righty's 357. Ronald Guzman's back from the IL. 0 4 and 18 in his last three games. So it's very risky. That's why I said GPP, but lots of power there with Guzman at 3,800 bucks. David Fries facing a lefty at 36 is a guy if you need some savings as well. Uh, you prefer him versus lefties and righties. His last few games, you got a, um, his last few starts, 18. 6, 2, 4, 25. So there's upside there with David Freeze, especially versus a lefty. So give him a look at $3,600. Other than that, not a ton that stands out. Like Eric Hosmer is $3,500 versus Maeda. He was on that hot streak we rode out there for a while. He's cooled down a bit, still averaging 7.5 points in his last 10. You know, 5, 2, 5, 3, 14, 7, 14, 9, 8, 8. So yeah, cooled down a bit after a nice run there. But $3,500 versus Kenta Maeda. The Padres... Do have a very low team total at 3.6 because of Maeda. But lefty's 327, righty's 251. We were all over Machado last night and Franmil. They both did their thing. Not saying that's what Hosmer will do, but for 3500 bucks, he does leave you with some wiggle room. And then Tyler White, everybody loves going back to him. He's 3300 bucks. I, I see the value appeal, so if you want to, you can. He's just been a disaster. Doesn't mean he can't take Soto deep by any means. He's just been a disaster. Let's keep that in mind. Second base, you got Brandon Lau at 4,900 versus Urania. If, you're, if you are targeting Urania, Lau is a very solid look there from the left side of the plate. Whit Merrifield versus Miner is in play. Uh, Mike Moustakis at 45, while well, I like him quite a bit, against Jake Arrieta. The Brew Crew have a 4.3 team total. Lefties 340, righties 290 versus uh, Arrieta. So something to look at there. Uh, Ozzy Albies at 44 versus Waka is very solid as well. Atlantic, we have the highest total at the moment. The Astros will take that over, but lefty's 339, righty's 361 versus Waka. So Ozzy Albies in play for you as well. Uh, a few others to look at. Maybe, again, Aledemus Diaz, 4100 bucks. That's just too good of a price to pass up. If you are going to St. Louis, Colton Wong went deep yesterday. 
Very streaky GPP only, but $3,800 savings versus Soroka is someone you can take a look at. And then Rubio Dora at 37 I like quite a bit. Uh, he did not play yesterday. He's not playing every day, but his last two games he's played, 16 and 10. I don't know why they're not playing him every day because Danny Santana, I guess, and everything. But And he's risky with him. It's 16-10-0-0-20-0-21. So you know how Rugi does. He's, he's very, very streaky. But if he cracks the lineup at 37 against Lopez tonight, there is some tremendous upside with that price tag. The other value I'll mention here is Kiki Hernandez at 3600 bucks. He's been slumping a lot, hitting a buck 11 over his last 10. Like 0, 0 5, 2, and then an 18, and then 2s and 0s. Struggling a ton. Does love his lefties, though. Gets Matt Strom today at 3600 so keep an eye on him. And the last guy I'll mention, there's a few other punts down here. Oh, two more. Greg Garcia of the Dodger, or of the Padres second base shortstop, if he's starting. Usually he leads off first lefties. Keep an eye on him. His recent games, 3, 16, 7, and 8. He's been decent as a punt at 3300 bucks. Second base shortstop. Don't hate that. And then Kesson Hyera at 3200 bucks. Against Jake Arrieta, he went two for three with a walk last night. Got you eight DraftKings points in his debut. He's just a pure hitter. He's hitting uh, in that Brew Crew lineup. He's a really good piece at thirty two hundred bucks against Jake Arrieta. Third base, you got Bregman at fifty three. Of course, he's a great play. You got Arenado at fifty one hundred bucks. Our boy Matty Modica, he tweeted out something. He always tweets out great stuff, but a real eye opener. And then I pulled up his page. He has nine of his eleven home runs on the road. Two of them at home. He's averaging 11 points, 11.4 points on the road, 10.1 at home. That's pretty crazy when you think about playing in Coors Field, but he's doing it on the road. He gets Erod tonight, uh, so keep Arenado in mind if you're fading Erod, but Bregman's the play up top if you choose to go there. Go down a little bit to Justin Turner, who's swinging a hot stick, averaging almost 13 in his last 10 games. He's 4700 bucks there versus Mike's, uh, Matt Strom. The Dodgers team totals 4.4, lefties 339, righties 277 versus Strom. So massive reverse splits for Strom. I still like Justin Turner quite a bit at 4,700. The Washington Nationals will be an interesting one this evening as I get Wilmer Font. A good young arm, just inconsistent arm. Uh, They have a 4.52 total. Lefty's 348, righty's 307. And I think the Nats will go overlooked. They do a lot lately because they've just been inconsistently bad. The guy like Anthony Rendon at 4,600 bucks could be a nice play compared to going up top there. 10 points in his last game against the Mets. Could have some upside for you there. Rafael Devers, GPP only. Uh, Boston gets Ramon Marquez, who's been better on the road than at home. I like the Boston lineup, so does Vegas. 4.7 team total. One of the higher ones on the slate, but you know, lefty's 307, righty's 252. I'd say the Red Sox are a GPP type stack against Marquez. Wouldn't be doing it in cash, but Devers, the way he's hitting. Oppo Taco last night, he's 4,500. Again, Moose at 45, I like quite a bit. Uh, Josh Donaldson can be interesting in a stack at 4200 bucks. You look for lefties versus uh, Waka, and, and Donaldson's been struggling a bit. Does have a little bit of upside. And talking about struggling, as Drupal Cabrera's been struggling as well at 4200 versus uh, Jorge Lopez in play. Manny Machado at 41 versus Maeda, always in play for Manny, especially when he's this cheap. Maybe more GPP than cash, but definitely worth the look. Uh, same with Yuli Gurriel at 4K. I like him a lot, as we already mentioned before. If you're looking at Philadelphia versus Geo, it sucks he hits the bottom of the order, but Michael Franco at 3,900. 7, 8, 0, 7 in his last four. Not lighting the world on fire, but consistently putting up some numbers. So if you need someone at 3,900, he's there. Yoan Camargo versus Mike Waka at 37, third base outfield eligible. He's more GPP or stack region, but uh, he's in play as well. Other than that, not a ton else to look at here. 
Uh, Austin Riley of the Atlanta Braves, stud prospect, good power hitting prospect, hitting 299 with 15 homers and 39 ribeyes in AAA this year. He's getting the call if he's in the lineup at 3400 bucks. Does give you some savings. Uh, it's his debut, so we'll see how it goes. But definite savings and someone you can take a look at. And the last guy I'll mention, especially if Beeks comes in second, John Birdie of the Marlins. Not lighting the world on fire, but 3300 bucks. He's got double-digit upside. He's likely leads off for uh, the Marlins. He's down there not running to play him, but if you're looking for punts, he could be one for you. Shortstop, you got Trevor Story versus Erod. I'm okay with that. Same with Paul DeYoung at 4900 Both of those are more GPP than cash, but both in play. Your cash game play is Carlos Correa at 4800 bucks for Soto. Correa went deep again yesterday, and we don't have to say it every time, but I probably will. Houston smash spot. You got Gene Segura versus Gio Gonzalez. Gene is 4300 bucks in a really good spot there versus Gio. Eight points last night. Eight, 10, 12, and seven in his last four. Good look there for Gio, or Gene Segura at 4300 Again, Machado at 41 Ahmed Rosario at 4 k in a GPP. I can see that. Sean Rodriguez of the Philadelphia Phillies loves him some lefties. He's outfield shortstop eligible. He's 3700 bucks When he gets to starts, he's got 18 5, 13, 0, 14. When he gets the starts, it's very sporadically. But when he gets it, it's usually versus lefties, and he hits lefties really well. Outfield shortstop eligible, Sean Rodriguez at 3,700. Corey Seager is 36 versus Matt Strom. We talked about how lefties hit Strom better than righties, so if you want to believe in that, Seager at 36 gives you some nice value. Other than that, Greg Garcia at 33 is about all I'd go to on that one. Again, Nicky Lopez is down there at 32. I just don't know if I want to put him up there against the lefty like Miner. I'd rather go to Garcia if I'm punting. Outfield to wrap her up. You got Georgie Springer in another smash spot. Because what did Georgie Springer do yesterday? Oh, he had an inside the park home run to make it interesting. 25 more DraftKings points. Averaging 17.4 in his last 10. 25, 10, 47, 12, 0, 20, 20, 9, 21, 10. Nine or more points in nine of his last 10. He had one goose egg. He's 5,800 bucks in a just, just demonstrative spot here for Soto. Uh, Yellick at 57 is a great play as well versus Arietta, but if you have 100 bucks, just go to Springer. That's simple. Austin Meadows could be a nice contrarian play at 5500 He's a little pricey against Urania there. Uh, kind of boomer or busty. I like Joey Gallo at 54 I like that a lot versus Jorge Lopez. 14 points last night, averaging almost 10 in his last 10. GPP only with Gallo. We know the drill, but really solid look for you there. Farther down you go, Michael Brantley is a really solid look at 52 because everyone's going to go to the right-handed batters of the Astros. Brantley had 14 points last night, 14-6-0-21 in his last four. He's hitting 335 with 10 Jimmy Jacks, so keep him in play because Soto probably won't last long. And then you get that bad Detroit bullpen, which might be some right-handed arms for Brantley to tee off on at low ownership. So differentiate yourself there. Hunter Pence at 49 is in play. Ryan Braun went deep again yesterday. If you're stacking Milwaukee, you can go to Braun at 49. Uh, farther down you look, you do have guys like Whit Merrifield, Sensu Chu, a nice cash game play at 47 versus Lopez or a part of a stack. Ronald Acuna Jr. slowly getting it going. GPP only at 46, but he's going to have some big games here pretty soon. I can feel it coming. Marcelo Zuna at 45 went deep yesterday. He's a good look. Juan Soto's been scuffling because he's been battling injuries, but still averaging nine points over his last ten. Good spot for him tonight at 4,500 versus Wilmer Font. We'll go low-owned because all the Nats go low-owned these days. It's pretty interesting. Uh, a little farther down, like Andrew Benintendi's 44 versus Marquez in a GPP. I could see that, especially like Eric Thames is 44. I'd almost rather gamble on Benny. Uh, they're both really good GPP options. 
I kind of like Benny's floor a little better, but it is Herman Marquez. So pick your poison. Uh, Jose Martinez at 41 versus Soroka. I like that. And if you're stacking St. Louis, Jorge Soler versus Mike Miner at 41, maybe as a one-off. Uh, farther down you look, Nomar Mazzara at 4K is a very solid mid-range price play against Lopez again. Texas is a really good play, total of 4.65, lefties 346, righties 357. And you look at Jorge Lopez, this is a guy that only has an 18% K rate, 43% ground ball rate, so gives up a little bit of fly balls, and he gives up a 42% hard contact rate. So there's a lot to like there when looking at uh, the Texas Rangers in that matchup. Farther down you go, like Victor Robles, Adam Eaton, both at 4K versus Font. I like those quite a bit. It could be one-offs, parts of stacks, both interesting plays there. Robles went deep yesterday. Farther down you go, Johan Camargo at 37. Talked about him. Nick Castellanos against Verlander. One-off GPP, maybe, at 37. You got Sean Rodriguez at 37. Mentioned him at shortstop. Really good play versus lefties. Our boy Framiel, he's GPP viable every day, folks. 21 points yesterday. 21, 18, 0, 13, 5, 24, 0, 14, 5, and 10. That's his last 10. You can see why I like him in GPPs. Kiki Hernandez at 36, if you trust that. Uh, Dexter Fowler went deep yesterday, 25 DraftKings points. He's GPP viable against Mike Soroka at 35, especially as a punt play to save some money. Chris Taylor of the Dodgers, he's been struggling, but averaging nine in his last 10. So give him a look at 35. He's outfield shortstop eligible for Strom. And there'll be a few more down here as you mix and match, but overall, that should wrap up the lineup looks. Pitching recap, you have Verlander up top, minor two, Corbin three. In the middle, it's Erod 1, Soroka 2. Down below, it's Waka 1 and Urania 2. Stacking. Yes, stack Houston. I think I said that enough today. Stack Houston. That's what you're doing. Hey, guys, stack Houston. Yes. If you want to get away from Houston, though, Tampa Bay is intriguing versus Urania. But I look at uh, the Atlanta Braves versus Waka has, is in play. But after Houston, it's Philadelphia versus Geo. Uh, left and right, but preferably right. But both are in play against Geo. Uh, Texas versus Jorge Lopez I like quite a bit. So those three, don't sleep on the Nats versus Wilmer Font. That could be very, very exciting as well. The Dodgers versus Strom has my attention, and so does the Brew Crew versus Jake Arrieta. But like my top three is Detroit, it's Philly, it's Texas. It's probably Detroit, Texas, or not Houston, Philly, Texas. It probably goes Houston, Texas, Philly if I had to rank them in my order of my top three stacks at this point in time on your First Look podcast. All right, BVP on this eight-game slate. Michael Conforto, 6 for 14. The double one, four home runs off Patty Corbin. So if you want to go super low-owned Michael Conforto because people respect Corbin and you believe in GP, uh, BVP, there you go. He's given up two homers to Davis, one to Cano, one to Frazier, one to Lagares, one to Rosario. I think some of that was before Corbin became this Corbin. Gene Segura talked about him as a good play at 4,300. He's 8 for 15 with a double off of Geo. McCutcheon, 8 for 25, three doubles and a triple. Riamuto's got two doubles and a triple. Cesar Hernandez is taking him deep. Uh, Hernan Perez, 7 for 19 with a homer off Arietta. Aguilar's got a homer. Bronze hit three homers. Yellick one as well off of Arietta. Uh, a couple more here on this short slates. Enciarte, 6 for 9. That is nice. Freeman, 3 for 7 with a double. Small samples. Uh, Manny Margot, probably not playing, but uh, Fran Mil Reyes, Manny Machado, Manny Margot, Hunter Renfro, Eric Hosmer have all taken Kenta Maeda deep, but nothing really flashy in the average column. There you go. That is a quick hit in the books. Eight game Wednesday slate. 
Go check out FantasySportsDGens.com at FantasyDGens on Twitter. We got Bench with Bubba episode 170 with Joe Pisapia recapping the latest fab and TGFBI, kind of going over the important players that went for prices and whatnot. We talk about a lot of the more the injury news that's been taking place, some of the call-ups. We'll have a big call-up episode on Thursday. Special guest coming in there. And also, Joe Pisapia and myself recap Game of Thrones episode 5. It was a lot of fun, as always, with my man Joe Pisapia. We got Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast re- review, uh, previewing the second major of the year, the PGA Championship. So go check that out with myself and Jesse. We'll have the OAD picks out later today. Uh, we got Around the Base with Bubba and Mo, episode 109. Dropped it last night. Lots of fun stuff there. Talking pro- prospect call-ups and much, much more. Also, go check out the quantedge.com promo code Bubba to give you the package of your choice to check out the tools, the articles, and the member Discord. Give a rate and review on iTunes. I'd much appreciate it. And hope everybody has a great Wednesday. And this is Hump Day. And this was Bench with Bubba, episode, or, <laughs> the May 15th edition. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out.